Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jennifer Vanderslice, and welcome back to another episode of I Saw the Beatles. This week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Linda Cooper of Colorado, who got to attend three Beatles concerts, one in 64, one in 65, and one in 66. Hi, Linda. How you doing? Hello, Linda. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I almost forgot to take you off hold there for a second. I was going to be talking to myself for 15 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Linda, so you got – tell us about yourself first. Do you live in Colorado? How long have you been there? You were an East Coast girl. Uh, I know. I know. Born in D.C. and grew up in Maryland. Uh, went out to California to get married, and – um then my husband and I ended up moving here in 85 after our firstborn. And uh, mm. we've been here pretty much, we've been here pretty much ever since, uh, except for uh, two years in Australia and six years on Guam with his work. So, Oh, wow. I know we don't have much time to talk, but what did your husband do? He worked for a, con- uh, a, a contractor, Raytheon, so we got to travel. Oh. So it, oh, it was nice. fun. It's nice, but not as exciting as seeing the Beatles three times. No, no. <laughs> so why don't you start no. us off? Tell us, tell us about uh, the first one in Baltimore when you were 15 years old. So tell us, how did you, how did you get there? How did you, you know, get tickets, and, and who were you with, and what were you wearing, and your hair? And we want to know all the details. <laughs> well, um, I begged and begged my mother if I could get tickets when they went on sale because I lived in Washington so you know they were there during their first when they went to Ed Sullivan and then they came down to the Coliseum and wanted to go to that she said no and then I said well would they have tickets in Baltimore she said no so anyway quickly that morning my girl my three my there were three of us we were the we were George uh Ringo and and Paul that was me and (laughs) we uh we and begged, were you all 15 um, years old? All 15. We're all within a couple months of each other. Okay. And so we begged her dad and mom, please just drive us to Baltimore so we can breathe the air. And, of course, you know, he just rolled his eyes. He was a construction worker and thought we were all nuts. And <laughs> um, But he did. He did. So the three of us, his, her mom and dad and her sister, who was about five, we all loaded in the car, drove from Rockville, Maryland to Baltimore, and to the Civic Center, and we was just driving around. We knew they were staying at the one hotel behind it, and mm-hmm. we were just walking around. So I went up to the box office and teasingly asked the lady, I said, do you have any tickets? And she said, yes, we do. And, oh my. of course, we, I know, we looked hound dog at her What dad. are the chances? I know, and get this. So we, he, Everett broke down, bought the tickets, because there were two shows that day, so this is the afternoon. And mm-hmm. we started walking in. We had the front row. <gasps> oh, my. Yeah. We, were the, we were on the front row, and, and we had, you know, they had exactly the amount of tickets that we needed because there was, you know, a whole bunch of us. 
And um, so we we went on the front row on Paul's side. So I was in heaven and um, we, you know, it was, it was, it was a crazy show because we had a disc jockey that came out and was talking to us a little bit, a guy named John Fred, who was a Canadian disc jockey and he Mm -hmm. he was traveling with him on this tour. And um, so I had this little ring that I used to wear. So when he was going back, I gave it to him and I said, would you give that to Paul? And when they came running out for the first song, Paul had it on his pinky. So I always say that I went steady. I went steady with him for thirty-five minutes before anybody else. So I thought that oh, was. Oh, cool. you were the you were his first American love. I was. See, he just goes for American girls. So. Yeah, unfortunately, you were also fifteen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was steady, I, I was I was Linda, and he was looking for me, and he hit New York instead, and it got it all messed up. So. so so i guess you know had you had you known you were going to go in would you have dressed better or were you dressed to the nines already do you know with the three of us got together we all had on our little pleated skirts different shades i think everyone's favorite color we all wore black turtleneck so we just thought we were the cats meow we just thought we were awesome was it just you three that got yeah, was it just you three that got in, or was did her fa- your friend's no, father and Everett, Everett and Violet came in with us and with little Patty. Yep. So they were watching too. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, that's crazy. Wow, six tickets. Oh my. Um, in the front row. In the front row, which I I can only assume that was the band's tickets, because that's what happens usually is the band is given free tickets to give away to their friends, and if they don't use them, they go out the last minute at concerts. So I'm guessing that's, you got in, you got the band seats. Usually the first couple oh. rows are. Ooh, that's even more exciting. <laughs> yeah, who knows whose tickets you actually got? You know, who knows? And, and who knows? Yeah, because I'm so, such a pushy little girl that I went up there and whoever would have thought. So. Right. So, so next year you end up at Shea Stadium during the World's Fair and and yep. everything. And okay, you're 16 years old and you're living in Baltimore. How do you get tickets to to New York? How did you get? Well, there? I lived in Rockville, Maryland, which is really about 20 miles from DC. So I WWDC was my radio of listening to. So I used to mm-hmm. listen to Carol James and WWDC and. Um, so they were doing a, a thing saying they weren't going to pay for your tickets or anything, but they were just getting buses together to bus kids up to New York. So they had a couple right. of buses. And uh, so I begged and earned, for some reason she said, yes, I asked my mom. And so I babysat and did other things and earned some money and went to New York with my girlfriend. Wow. My other girlfriend couldn't go, so it was just two of us that went on the bus together. So at 16, your mother let you get a bus from D.C. to New York. And yep. you said with a bunch of strangers. Still, still amazes me. I keep hearing these stories of these young teenagers and their parents are just like, sure, get on a bus and go, go, you know, a couple hours away. Uh, so you get on this, yeah. you get on this bus. Now, you had you already bought tickets? We had tickets. We'd gotten tickets. So um, I don't know if we got, I can't remember now. I am old, but I can't remember. I think. I don't know if it was through the radio station or it had to be because I wouldn't have known how to get them from the box office at Shea or anything. So, right, unless unless it was, the... yeah, people used to mail order back then though, put a check in the mail and you know when That's the tickets true. would arrive back. So it could have been, 
Yeah, you might might have been, but so so you go up to uh, New York. You arrive in New York, and uh, you 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 took in the World's Fair first, didn't you? We did, we did. It was it was right there where the, the old stadium used to be, and it was almost just like a walkway. And there was the World's Fair. So Gloria and I spent most of the you know we were so excited, we were just like. But uh, we spent the day at the World's Fair, and it was it was it was so much fun, so much fun, so many people around as you can imagine. So I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, so where, we had a blast. So, so where were your tickets inside Shea? What kind of seats did you have there? Obviously, Very you didn't get front row. No, no, <laughs> nobody had that. But uh, you know, just up in you know, it was up in the upper deck. So I mean, it was nowhere close. I mean, they looked like you know. You know, after the, you, 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 well, yeah, the first row, the, you know, the first time, it's kind of hard to be excited about the others. <laughs> yeah, but, I can uh, imagine. You know, it was way up, in, yeah, but it was still exciting. I mean, the feeling when they came running out was just unbelievable because we saw, we saw the helicopter, so we figured that they were bringing them in somehow. So it was, mm-hmm. that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you hear them? No, not much. Not much at all, and I hated all that screaming. I was a crier, and to this day, when I see Paul, I, when he comes out, I cry, and when he, the, when I know it's the last song, I cry. My friends always tease me, but I always feel like it's going to be the last time. So pretty crazy. Oh, oh well, we forgot to mention you got your picture in the paper in Baltimore, right? I did. I did. I yes, it was were- pretty amazing. I didn't even think about it. And, all of a sudden, someone called and said, "Are you Sharon and Gloria in the papers?" Like, what? So yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> so I guess your your mother must have been really surprised. Oh, I was terrified to go home, and I almost thought about trying to lie somewhere. And I thought, no, I better have. So it was a good thing I did because I could at least show her the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so the picture is on our slideshow. If anybody wants to see it on Blog Talk Radio on our page, uh, you'll be able to see the the picture of her her crying uh, amongst many other fans. Um, so then you, you still haven't gotten enough of the Beatles, even though you, you know, disappointed you had front row the first time, the next time comes around in DC in August of 66, you get to see them again. I do. So tell us about, I do. Yeah, so, so tell us about how you got those tickets. And at this point, you I'm know? just dying here, you know, yeah, having I, never seen I, them. I, I, my, you know, my dad, I went, you know, I, I could go to my dad. So he, uh, he, the one that ordered them for me. So, and again, it was just me, the two of us, Sharon didn't get to go again, but so just me and Gloria. And uh, the funny thing is that that morning I had to take my driver's test and <laughs> I was so nervous and I had to try to drive this old station wagon to get my license. And it was, it was pretty hysterical. The guy's like, you're so distracted. Because I like I draw I stopped and then I moved into a crosswalk and he's like, if someone had been there he had, they died. And I turned around and said, if someone was there I wouldn't have stopped there I wouldn't have hit him. You know <laughs> I was just a nervous wreck. You know. Did you so. tell? Did but he know great. you were going to see the Beatles that night? Did you? He did him? a little bit later. So he kind of you know had this knowing smile. He was an old grandpa type thing and it was it was kind of cute later. He was like okay. He says, I've heard about pass? all this foolishness. I did pass. So, so I've had a but license you, all these years. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so you can re- you remember, you put it all together. It was the day I got my license and I saw the Beatles for the last time. 
So oh, how was that? How was that show? You know, that was a kind of a good show. The, the um, you know, there was um, you know, a lot of people there, and I just hated that the girls screamed because I wanted to hear. But um, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just it was pretty crazy. In fact, I think it was the the loudest. I know Shay was bigger, but it just was super super loud with with people. So and um, I remember there were a couple of acts, and you know, people just did not have a whole lot of patience and just wanted them gone. <laughs> but, you know, you have to think about it. When the Beatles played, they only pay, played for about 35 minutes. Right, I mean, right, which, just, it, which would be unheard of now. Yeah, they would never get oh, away with, with playing for 35 minutes. People would have with arms, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it was only you know, between 35 and 37 minutes or something. So, I mean, it went by in a blink. Right. Now, with, during these shows, um, once again, you know, you said you were, you know, you wore your pleated skirts and your turtlenecks to the first one, un- not knowing that you were going to get in at the time. Um, did you uh, did you dress up for the other ones? Did you like, you know, was, did you spend a week trying to figure out what you're going to wear and getting your hair done and stuff like that? Or were you, you know, more mellow? No. No, I was more like the hippie thing, you know. No, I, you know, after that, I think Shay. I don't even remember what we wore up there on the bus. And uh, DC in August. No, I had shorts on. <laughs> so, so you weren't waiting. You weren't waiting for Paul to to just you know suddenly see you and know that you know. Oh, there's the girl who I'm engaged to from '64. And <laughs> you know, I was hoping. I was hoping he'd have a thing on the on the on the uh, the scoreboard saying are you out there my you know linda but <laughs> no it didn't happen didn't happen oh so you've seen so who have you seen since since you since the beatles experience um what how have you you know have you seen them uh except for paul you said you've seen paul um did you get I, to see any i even flew to i even flew to seoul for that the concert he did in Seoul, the first one he did, my girlfriend was teaching there. I was living in Guam, and I looked at my husband. And I said, I love you. He says, oh, God, what do you want? And so I flew to Seoul for the long weekend and so and took Melina to her first concert, and she was thrilled beyond means. So, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Well, a byproduct of loving the Beatles, I, um, my sister and two other friends, we end up quitting our jobs after school after we got through school and we were working for a couple of years in 1970, we moved to London with work permits for about three months. And after the end of the, at the end of the three months, the company that we were working for, which was called the GLC, which is the greater London council, they hired us. So we ended up living in London for almost five years. Oh, Wow. And so did you get to run into the Beatles during this time? I saw George. I used to sometimes traipse up to St. John's Woods and Abbey Road. And one day we were walking around just kind of, I just kind of like being in those areas just because. I mean, you know, everything had, of course, fallen apart just before we got there. Right. But um, here comes George out the front door with Mal Evans. And so he didn't talk much, but we got a few pictures, and he was very sweet. But my most thrilling, if less I had met Paul, which never has happened, was Aww. I went to I heard read, I read in the newspaper that John and Yoko were going to be um, publicizing and selling 
Grapefruit, the book that they wrote. And um, mm-hmm. I told my friends, I said, I'm going to slag off work, and I'm I'm going. And they said, no, you're not. Well, the next morning, I got dressed and went down and queued up at a book signing at Selfridges. Had all these things I was going to say to John. Get up to my time. I had my book, and I handed it to him. And he looked up and smiled and said hello, and I went completely brain dead. I mean, I was just completely <laughs> mute. I looked like this. I was an idiot. And he was so patient. He touched a ring on my hand. It was a peace sign. He said, I really like that. And I, I think I said thank you. I can't even remember. But that was, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I understand. I would have done the same thing. I tell people, I oh. said, you know, if, if I said, why would I want to ever meet Paul? I said, what would I say to him? I don't know what I would say to Paul. I have. You know, I'm sorry. I'm speechless. I can't, I can't even talk about it if I had the opportunity to talk to Paul because I just blank, just completely oh, that, blank. That's so. the way I feel. That's the way I feel. I mean, I and everybody teases me. They said, uh, you can't meet Paul Orengo because, you know, the other two died. You met them. So you can't meet Paul Orengo. I said, like, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have you seen Ringo in concert, though? You know, just last year, and my girlfriend and I um, – Lisa and I um, went down to the Paramount Theater here in Denver, and he was down there. And we had ah, my front row again, and we had a blast. I had forgotten. Yeah. I really liked the all-star band, and I would forgotten how tiny he is. He comes out, he's like, oh, my God, he looked so big when I was a kid. And now he's just mm-hmm. this tiny man that put on an amazing mm-hmm. show. We had a blast. Yeah. The, the, all, I've said it before on, on previous shows, the all uh, Ringo Starr and his all-star band is an amazing concert that just rocks entirely through the entire show, um, doesn't quit, and it's a fantastic show. If nobody has seen it, um, even if Ringo wasn't your favorite, <laughs> you need to go. Um, anyway, you know, Linda, it, is, it has been fantastic talking to you and hearing your stories. It's just amazing from someone here who, you know, again, born too late in 1964. Oh. So uh, I never had the opportunity. So I lived through these stories and, you know, listening to other people tell how exciting and, and how they got their tickets and, and how they experienced these shows. Thank you so much for appearing on my show. Oh, you're very welcome. It was fun to talk to you. And you too. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Come back next week when we have another exciting guest. <laughs>